Welcome to the Keep Texas Red podcast, where we discuss the importance of true conservative values. Follow us on KeepTexasRed.org. And now, here's your host, campaign strategist and political commentator, Joseph Vargas. We continue to introduce you to a lot of the conservative candidates across the state of Texas that have taken upon running for office. Our guest today, she's a small business owner. She is a wife of a Marine veteran and a mother of three. She's also one of the founding members of Texans for Vaccine Choice. She's active in school board issues in Round Rock ISD. She's a volunteer with Round Rock Lead for Moms for Liberty. And she's running for the Texas House in District 136. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle Evans. Thank you for having me on. Now, Michelle, you've been involved in numerous organizations, so you have a lot of experience, even in going to Austin and many times speaking to senators and representatives. So what made you decide to finally run for office? Uh, Well, to put it simply, I was redistricted and um, I went from what had become a a more red district into um, a more bluish district represented by a radical leftist. And so I decided if not now, when, and if not me, who nobody had stepped up to file at that point. So I decided to put myself in there. So using that same experience that you've had as an activist talking to elected officials, has that better prepared you now that you're running for office? Yes, and I believe that's what's qualified me in this race to become the Republican nominee is the fact that I have experience advocating for um, liberty issues at the Capitol back in 2015 and 16, as well as more recently with uh, mask mandates and vaccine mandates again. In addition to that, I've vetted candidates um, to ensure that they are pro-liberty and would do their best to protect medical freedoms in Texas. Uh, worked to unseat rhinos in the past and have cultivated relationships with conservative um, representatives and senators as well as activists across the state. Now, one of your main issues is also is public school curriculum. Mm -hmm. And you believe that schools have really moved away from teaching the fundamental elements and that they're now promoting social and emotional learning. So if elected, how are you going to tackle this issue? Just simplify the teaks. Um, The legislature determines what is required to be taught in schools, and then that's um, then kind of expanded on at the State Board of Education. But making sure that we're not putting extra emphasis on things that teachers are not qualified necessarily to, to educate children about, whether it's social emotional learning or even aspects of comprehensive sex education. We need to start focusing again on doing the basics and doing them well. Here in Round Rock ISD, we have atrocious numbers in some campuses for um, reading skills and math skills at the third grade level. If we're not even doing those basics well, why are we then piling on top of those and um, distracting students and teachers from those basic skills? And Michelle, another one of your top issues is also human trafficking and particularly child sex trafficking. Now with the current border crisis that we have here in Texas, human trafficking and even child trafficking is an all time high. What are your plans if elected to battle this? Well, we had to confront it on both sides. So we need to, it's a supply demand issue, unfortunately. So 
ensuring that at-risk youth are not vulnerable to being groomed, um, that's a good start. So if we could pull the emphasis on sex and sexuality out of schools, that would be huge. Securing the border is also a huge part of it. But on the back end, once these women, girls, boys, and men are um, taken out of trafficking situations, um, cycles of abuse, making sure that, that, that their life from that moment on isn't putting them at risk of being re-trafficked or put back into the system. So I've talked to um, stakeholders about, you know, and community leaders about expunging records for girls and, and boys who are arrested while they're being trafficked and getting those criminal records expunged so that they can then go on to lead more successful lives, get a, a job. Um, and then obviously making the criminal penalties for women and men, boys and, and girls who are trafficked, making those criminal penalties go away so that they're not being punished for something that really truly wasn't ever their fault. Now, the uh, human trafficking issue, it's very interesting how you noted that it's also tied to the border crisis that mm -hmm. we're living right now here in Texas. Mm -hmm. Now, some members of the uh, Texas National Guard have claimed that the rules of engagement do not include pushing back against illegals right now. Yeah. And rather, the rules of engagement involve them helping the illegals cross the Rio Grande and handing them over to the NGOs so they can distribute them across the country. So what would you do different to tackle the border and the human trafficking together? Well, I actually went down to Del Rio um, in mid-January and watched all of that play out um, with my own eyes. I saw six or seven Venezuelans come across the border and turn themselves in, seek out National Guards, Guardsmen, turn themselves in. They then call Border Patrol, who scoops the, the illegal immigrants up, takes them to an NGO, and then from there they go who knows where. They're not vetted. Um, they're given, in some instances, a phone, and then they board a bus or a plane at Laughlin Air Force Base, and they're taken inland further. We never know where they've gone or what happens to them from that point on. And these could be males that are coming with minors who are not their children and who are then taken into the into the interior of the country. And we don't know if those children are then trafficked from there. So the rules of engagement absolutely need to change. And if the federal government isn't willing to tackle this issue and protect its own country and its own citizens, then Texas needs to take that on itself. So um, demon and invasion as it is, 2 million coming across is nothing short of an invasion and do whatever is in our power as a state to address it. Now, also moving along with your campaign issues, you're also concerned with the vaccine mandates here in Texas. Mm -hmm. Now, the current governor has refused to call a fourth special session to ban vaccine mandates legislatively. Yeah. Some Texans are still being forced by their employers to take the vaccine or face losing their jobs. What would be your proposed solution for this? The fundamental role of government is to protect and defend individual liberty. So I, I understand that some people want limited government intervention in private businesses, but this is really about individual liberties. 
you would not allow somebody to fire an employee for not consenting to a sexual relationship. So why would you allow a private employer to fire someone for not consenting to a medical um, procedure? And it, these vaccines are medical procedures. We often think of them as such a you know benign thing, but in all, not in all cases. There is risk involved in any medical procedure, including vaccines. So if it's against someone's religious beliefs, their reasons of conscience, um, or medical advice, we need to respect that. So at the very least, what we need for private employees is the same kind of um, exemptions that we provide to school children and daycare teachers, where they have a reasons of conscience exemption and um, a medical exemption opportunity. So in regards to the vaccine madness here in Texas, do you think a fourth special session is necessary or you just think maybe the attorney general needs to enforce the governor's executive order? As far as I understand it, the attorney general is not responsible for enforcing the executive order. Those executive orders are under the authority of DAs or county attorneys. And you'd be hard pressed to find a DA or a county attorney who's going to take that on. So absolutely, this needs to be addressed legislatively. Executive orders are not intended to be law long-term, and they're not set up to be that way. Nor do I want our governor, future or current, to continue to rely on executive orders. So yes, we do need to address this legislatively. We do need to call a fourth special session. We cannot wait another nine to 10 months before we address this urgent issue. People are still losing their jobs. Now, Michelle, when I talk to uh, freshman candidates are going to Austin, I always kind of like give them an orientation, what it's going to be like once they go there, what they're going to be facing. Mm -hmm. But you've been there already. You've spoken to a lot of them. So you've probably heard already what it's like when you show up as a freshman elected official. Um, you're probably going to be told not to pursue your campaign issues unless right. they're actually approved by the Austin elites. And you could even be threatened by being primaried on in the next primary election or even not being appointed to any of the committees. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to respond to them when you're told this? Call them out. I mean, call them by their names. There's no reason that any um, anyone that's run as a conservative in the state of Texas should kowtow to rhinos or Democrats in any situation. You agree as a Republican running in the state of Texas to the Republican Party platform. And one of the, you know, there's 10, eight to 10 priorities each session. You are there to put forth those priorities, not to do any of your pet projects, not to talk about dogs being on leashes and yards or anything like that. You're there to move the Republican platform forward. Michelle, your website is michelleevansfortexas.com and House District 136 includes Western Williamson County, including Northwest Austin, Cedar Park, Lander, and Brucey Creek area. So before we leave, tell voters why Michelle Evans is the best choice for House District 136. Well, I will say the current representative is a radical leftist who has done nothing to benefit this community and does not reflect the values of Williamson County. He is he checks off all of the identity politics requirements for the left currently, and he's endorsed by a George Soros PAC. So that should tell you quite enough. 
we're done with that here. We don't want Travis County bleeding over into Williamson County. And I think that being a concerned mom, a concerned citizen, a concerned taxpayer who has a proven record of grassroots activism is the right pick to take on John Busey in November. Well, Michelle, we wish you all the best on the campaign trail, and we thank you for being on the Keep Texas Red podcast. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Keep Texas Red podcast. Follow us on keeptexasred.org.